0: Sister Crystal, thank you for what you said because it helped to introduce. Thank you. Um, thank you, Bishop, for this opportunity. Tonight, I've come to talk about God's petition, Satan's prayer, but God's plan. My title came through a study of the book of Job. And uh, Sister Huizar had kind of mentioned about it. God had me go through all 42 books. And uh, (laughs) I don't recall ever reading it, or maybe just the beginning, you know, and the end, the good parts. Um, But there was an important thing that I felt like God showed And I'm going to start in uh, Job 1. And there's quite a bit of reading, but I'm going to kind of skim through it. But um, Job was a perfect and an upright man, the scripture says. He feared God and eschewed evil. He had seven sons, three daughters, and a whole bunch of substance. The word said that he was the greatest of the men in the East. Unbeknownst to this man who was doing the will of God, there was a discussion that was going on in heaven. I like to call it a testimony service in heaven. Job did not know about the discussion. If we go down to uh, Job 1 6 through 8, I don't even have my Bible open. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) There was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, This is God's petition. A petition is an earnest request, something asked, a synonym. The synonyms of the word are plea or prayer. He says, From where do you come from, Satan? So Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro on the earth and from walking back and forth on it. Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered, my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil? Now, Satan says, Does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge around him, around his household, and around all that he has on every side? You've blessed the work of his hands, and possessions have increased in the land. That was Satan's prayer, he says. Um, verse 11, but now stretch forth your hand and touch all that he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. And then in verse 13 or 12, or sorry, and God granted his request. He said, behold, all that he has is in your power. But God said, you can only go so far. Only do not lay your hand on his person. So Satan went out from from the presence of the Lord. All of this was a part of God's plan. And then in verse 13, it all started. I'm going to just kind of summarize 13. Well, we'll read through it. There was a day when his sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house. And a messenger came to Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the donkeys feeding beside them. And when the Sabaeans raided them and took them away, indeed they've killed the servants with the edge of the sword, and I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was speaking, another also came. The fire of God fell from heaven and burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them, and I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another Also came and said the Chaldeans formed three bands, raided the camels, took them away, yes, and killed the servants with the edge of the sword. And I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another also came and said your sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house. And suddenly a great wind came from across the wilderness and struck the four corners of the house. It fell on the young people and they are dead. And I have alone have escaped to tell you. Job arose, he tore his robe, shaved his head, and he fell on the ground and worshipped him, worshipped God. And he said, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away, but blessed be the name of the Lord. And in all this, Job did not sin, nor charge God with wrong. After all that, then we go to Job 2, in verse 1, there was another testimony service. (laughs) It says, again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them to present himself before the Lord. And the Lord said to Satan, from where do you come? Satan answered the Lord said, from going to and fro through the earth and from walking back and forth in it. Then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil, and still he holds fast to his integrity, although you incited me against him to destroy him without cause. So Satan answered the Lord and said, skin for skin, yes, all that a man has he'll give for his life. But stretch out your hand now and touch his bone and his flesh, and he will surely curse you to to your face. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, God once again answered his prayer. (laughs) He's in your hand, but spare his life. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord, struck Job with painful boils from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head, and he took for himself a potsherd with which to scrape himself while he sat in the midst of the ashes. And then his wife said to him, do you still hold fast to your integrity? Curse God and die. But he said to her, you speak as one of the foolish women speaks. Shall we indeed accept good from God and shall not we accept adversity? In all this, Job did not sin with his lips. It was all a part of God's plan. Through the next chapters, there was a lot of conversations going on with three friends back and forth and things. Regardless, Job still, through the whole ordeal, did not sin with his lips, and he kept his integrity even at times, even though the times weren't rosy. He said in one place he wished that he wasn't born. The challenges God brought to Job were very real and very difficult, just as it is with each and every one of us. But he also spoke of God, saying, My Redeemer lives, and his great power and perfect wisdom and might, and has true counsel and understanding. He tears down, and it can't be rebuilt. He imprisons, and there is no release. Job said, Even though he slays me, yet will I trust him. Job says, I will wait all the days of my struggle until my change comes, and my release will come. Job even looks, and he said, God allowed that all this to happen in his life several times. Job even said that God allowed it. He alludes to the wicked and how it seems that they don't even go through anything. He says, he knows the way that I take. And when I am tried, I shall come forth as pure gold. He says, what God has appointed and planned, it shall be done. Job continued to glorify God. Even when he didn't understand. Job wished things could be like they were before. And because he had become a laughing stock, the scripture says. And that people used to respect him, but seems like they no longer do. In then in chapters 32 through 7, there was actually a fourth friend. I never realized that there was a fourth friend. We always hear about the three friends. And there was a fourth friend. comes and he talks for four more chapters (laughs) I'm not gonna go through all that (laughs) um and then God begins to talk in Job 38 and 1 he answers Job out of the whirlwind gird up thy loins like a man for I will demand of thee Answerest thou me and I'm just going to kind of skim through it where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth Declare, if you have understanding, who has laid the foundations thereof, whereupon are the foundations there fastened? Who shuts up the seas with doors? I said it will come no further and the waves stay. Have you commanded the morning? Have the gates of death been opened unto you, or have you seen the doors of the shadow of death? Where is the way that light dwells, and who is the place of darkness? I cause it to rain on the earth where no man is. Do you know the ordinance of heaven? Can you send lightning? Who can put wisdom in the inward parts? Who gives understanding to the heart? And who provides food for the ravens? Job 40, he says, behold, I'm vile. (laughs) What shall I answer you? What can I even say, God? (laughs) I'll lay my hand upon my mouth. God then tells Job to gird up his loins like a man, and I will demand of thee and you declare to me. Will you disannul my judgment? Will you condemn me? Do you have an arm like God, or can you thunder with a voice like him? Through all of this, God was revealing himself to Job. Through everything he was going through, God was revealing himself. Chapter 42, um, if you could put up Job 42 for me, please. Job now confesses. He says, I know that you can do everything and that no thought can be withholding from from thee. Who is he that hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore, I have taught that I it not things too wonderful for me, which I knew not. Hear, and I beseech thee, and I will speak. I will demand of thee, and declare thou unto me. Job says, and this is the crux of my message, I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye has seen you. Job says, Wherefore I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. God then has Job pray for his friends. The Lord turned his captivity and gave him twice as much as he had before. But we tend to focus on what Job got at the end. No, no. God got something so much, Job got something so much greater. He experienced God with his eyes for himself. God is allowing all the things that are happening in our lives, the enemy coming. Yes, God allowed the enemy to come. God used him, uses him like a pawn in his plan to show us how great and mighty he is. So that we will not just hear about him, but we become to experience God for ourselves. And he wants to show his greatness in us. Bishop mentioned to Brother Lamar a few Sundays ago, might have been last Sunday, that it's a spiritual battle that we're going through. And that the enemy has come because God has allowed him to walk into our lives every aspect for God's purpose. And I just want to share a little bit. Just trying to do the will of God and we teach Bible studies in our home as God allows. Trying our best to believe because God said that there will be a church on the northeast side of town and that my husband would pastor it. My hubby, even this, earlier this year, he got to go from working nights to working days. He worked nights for 11 years, and God has blessed him. Everything started to go south, every area of our family, the finances, one thing right after the other. We thought one thing was done. We get another phone call. One thing was done. There was a text message. There was this Creditors calling, but because Bishop said it's spiritual, and it seemed like there were challenges on every side, but I want to share with you a word that God gave me, and it falls right in line with what we've been talking about and what Bishop's been talking about. The title of this is called Transition. Transition. Jesus name there was a man of God who um, good friend of ours he had texted me hey how are you doing I'm good and I was at a good place and I felt to call and talk with him he began to talk and he knows nothing about our situation and he begins to speak and God began to download and I want you all to take this word that God gave to us and to treasure it in your hearts and to hold it as if it was your very own word as well says these next six months are going to be the best God is going to shift things in our favor he had to allow the enemy to come because he's going to prove the joy and the peace of what he is making us to be I need you to apply the revelation and the wisdom that I allow you to give others to yourself I allow you to go through the storms so that when you tell my people, you have a testimony of me. Reconstruct your thoughts and your life. Become the revelation that I give to you. Become so tightly joined together with me that the enemy cannot penetrate. My word is forever settled in heaven. And that means I owe you a settlement. I'm going to reimburse you for everything that was lost, everything that was taken, and I have given you promise for every attack. All the hell that you've come through, I have a promise for a settlement, and I will repay because I gave my spoken word to you, and I put it inside of you. I'm in covenant with you. Command ye me my hand. And I thought, who am I to tell God, to command God? He said, speak my power and in my authority as I've given it to you and see that I will not do it. For all the years the cankerworm has stolen, I'm going to redeem the time as if it never happened. Everything around you will be rich. Everything. Every time there's a promise, there's a devil. But stay in agreement with me and stay in alignment and keep moving. Don't worry about the things you see. What you're seeing is an answer to your prayers. It may seem like it gets worse and worse, but God is still greater and is going to be a part of your testimony. That's how I see God with my eyes, not just hearing about him. Everyone goes through to see the hand of God and he is moving in the mess. This is not a normal struggle. You couldn't get out of this if you wanted to. God is getting to the heart of matters to the very motive. And what we see is temporal but necessary. Praise is necessary through it. He's answering your prayers and using hell to do it. I allowed the enemy for a while, but I will prove him wrong. And I will give back the inheritance And restore. God has the utmost confidence in us, people of God. Jesus. And this is not the first time that you've walked through the fire. It's a different season. And what we're going through, it's the recipe to bring forth the miraculous. What God has said, it is done. The rest is just building intimacy with him. It feels like demotion comes before promotion, but it's all God's plan. His thoughts and ways are not ours. When you come through this, you will be in awe of God. I will make it good, but you call it good now. Everything. This is my most favorite scripture, Romans 8 and 28. And we know that all things work together for the good. To them that love God, who are the called according to his purpose. Keep going and keep praising him. It's not our battle the Lord will fight. And people of God, it won't always be like this. It's a season. Praise him through it. Praise him as soon as the mess shows up. And he is about to give a declaration. He will bring you out and give the declaration. You are the declaration. Tell everyone that God is good, that he can save, he can heal, deliver, and set free, and do the impossible. As he gives you that rhema word, you give him the glory like it's already done. God is going to pop off and destroy and establish and refurnish and restore It will take eminence over everything as soon as we give him the glory. God is prepping for miracles. And okay, enemy, you can do this and that, but only so far. Then God comes and establishes the miracle, all of this, so that we can know him and be a part of his plan. People of God, if you can stand. Some of us have looked at our situations and not understood. Some of us have looked and thought, for sure, why me? But that's okay, because God is here to give that understanding. I am in control. That the enemy is not in control, and he will not get the glory. That God will do what he said. Thank you, Jesus. If we can just begin to worship and to praise him and to thank him. Thank you, Jesus, for all that you've done. Thank you for all that you're doing, mighty God. Thank you for equipping God, your people. In the name of Jesus, give them strength, God, and endurance, Lord Jesus, as they go through, God. Bless.